HMA Fantasy Wrestling brings you the Best of the Decade Dual Tournament, based off of Flow Wrestling Radio Live's recent series on individual athletes. This new project brings together wrestling minds from all over the country to decide which college wrestling team can claim the title of the best team of the decade. Prepare for pandemonium, excitement, and of course, entertainment. Especially considering that Jordan Burroughs steps on a landmine and goes out there. No. And then that's it. <laughs> the rules are simple. Each college team gets to draft an all-star lineup based off of the last 10 years of competition. Once each team is settled, the HMA crew assigns different teams to the sports of greatest minds to vote on each match in the event for the entertaining series. Each host has one landmine to use in a round. Similar to FRL, a landmine can wreck all votes from the community and the other hosts. A landmine is used on individual match and it's the only place you can get bonus points for your team. The next episode of HMA Fantasy Wrestling is here. Let's let it roll. What's up, wrestling fans? We're back for the next episode of the Home Mat Advantage Fantasy Wrestling Podcast. Um, we had the last quarterfinal round uh, today in this episode, and we are lucky to be joined by, uh, man, was there four other people in here with me today? Um, so we got Sam Herring, Jude Swisher, Dyson Gould, um, and our man, uh, two-time champ, Matt McDonough. How you doing today, Matt? I'm doing good. Ready to, ready to go to battle. Awesome. Awesome. Um, how's everybody else doing? Dyson, how are you doing? Doing good. Woke up, got a nice little workout in, uh, ready to talk some wrestling. Go yeah, so you, you and Sam both got up and did the uh, the Young Guns workout, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. How's that going? It's going good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, a few hot, words. Hot take from Dyson Gould. <laughs> All right. It was hard this morning. We also uh, we got into an argument about how Jude shouldn't drink coffee um, before the show. So mine's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you all right, well, drank that. Wow. All right. Well, let's take a take a look back real quick before we go any further on um, what happened last night. If you were not tuned in uh, last night, we had um, our our third quarterfinal. We had Logan Steber on. Uh, for Ohio State, and so he led his uh, his Buckeyes in a, a, a beatdown over Minnesota. Um, looking at it beforehand, I was you know I thought it was definitely going to lean Buckeyes like pretty heavily, um, but it set up. It was almost thirty three to nothing. Um, if we uh, if I didn't throw a landmine in there from a man Brayton Lee, um, but you know we that we got three of the four semifinal teams lined up, uh, being Penn State. Uh, the number one seed, and they they kind of skated by Virginia Tech um, in a, a closer match than we thought. Um, and then Wisconsin, just the the underdog, the Cinderella run of the tournament, uh, coming through, upset number four and number five um, with some very well placed landmines by Mr. Seth Gross. Um, and then you know Logan Steber is is he man he likes to win. I don't know if you guys like got the same vibe, but. When I landmined Brayton Lee in that last match, I think he was kind of ticked. He, was, he got a little upset. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie, Chief. It's like he's up thirty to nothing, gonna be thirty-three to nothing, and I just like was like, all right, I, I like Brayton Lee. He's my he's my dude. I gotta help him out, and uh, he, he he got kind of quiet there for a couple minutes. Uh, <laughs> don't start trash talking Logan Steve. Right? I don't think oh, that's dude, a good plan. No way. But yeah, he's man, <laughs> just that intensely 
competitive, I guess, man. How was how was Ohio State Oklahoma that close, and then Ohio State just blew out Minnesota? Oklahoma had a, Oklahoma had a really really good lineup. Yeah, Logan Steeper wasn't there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but dude, Oklahoma's pretty stacked. Like. Um, they've had a bunch of really good dudes over the years. They just haven't really all ended up on the same team at the same time. Um, but so the deal a- with uh, with Wisconsin and Oklahoma, both of them got a really low seed, partly because we did the seeding before we made the teams, and so the seeding was based off of the number of All Americans and the highest place finish in NCAs, and they had okay. transfers. So we get to count their their guys once we make their team. But while they're in the bracket um, and while we were seeding them, they had a low seed because their guys weren't on their team at the time. Mm. And so some guys like uh, Andrew Howe wrestled for Wisconsin and Oklahoma. Uh, some guys like that, you only get half the points for seeding. So it's a little weird for those two teams. But uh, you're so, – so was Andrew Howe on two teams? On those Andrew Howe's on two teams. <laughs> I love this. This is absolute total as far as you can get, like – just yeah. One fantasy bracket. Oh, yeah. Yes. We have it's the same very, person very on two different teams in the same bracket. I love it. Who else is on two teams? We hey, you got to you against Andrew Howe, though. I mean, he has to wrestle Caldwell. Matches everybody else. Yeah. And yeah. Tyler Caldwell. Tyler Caldwell is on Oklahoma and Oklahoma. Those guys are going to get tired, man. They got to wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Twice as many matches in the bracket. He has to, he has to weigh in twice, too. Oh, yeah. It's Luckily, they were both on the on opposite sides of the bracket so they didn't we didn't have to to hit you know how versus himself um but we do a coin That's flip cool. we do- then you get to go years uh, you know 2000 and whatever yeah then we would go years that'd be yeah I will say though, if I ever got a chance to watch Andrew Howe wrestle himself, I think I'd probably take I'd that. pick that match yes <laughs> you taking in that match Jacob uh, concussion is what I'm taking. Someone would walk out of there with some serious bruises. <laughs> <laughs> someone yeah. would. Um, oh. But another thing to mention before we go forward um, is that since, you know, like we're saying, we have some of the guys on the same team and all that kind of stuff, We're when we're talking about these lineups, we're talking about their whole college career. So, you know, peak Montel Marion, peak Jaden Ironman for this. Yeah, couple. yeah. Um, they're, they're, yeah. Yeah. Because, well, you know, Flo, Flo went through and did the bracket and they did like, you know, you know, 2010 Matt McDonough, and so we just decided, hey, let's let's be a little different and just go whole career. Um, but anyway, so we're we're setting up to the last quarterfinal, Iowa versus Missouri. Um, is, Iowa put the beat down on on uh, the Sun Devils in round one, and then uh, Missouri snaked by Michigan. Man, I'm still upset about that. Um, I, I strategically saved my landmine that round. To have uh, Connor Utsi take out uh, the Allen Alan Waters, Waters. Yeah. right? Mr. Connor Utsi, man, was like Mr. March back before, you know. There's a the landline. Yeah, and so that was awesome. And then I thought there I had it set up. The last match. And uh, yeah, and then Sam Sam broke my heart. But uh, yeah, it was it was awful. <laughs> Michigan should be in this match, but whatever. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> All right, well, so – And two landmines per for this duel. Yeah. Right. So, uh, there's two total. Two yep, total. I don't, get, I don't get two. Well, I get one. You, you can get one. get one, so you got you to gotta get one is the point. Who else gets it? Well, no, no what no, I mean is so the two, first so two people to one. do it. So the first two people to do it and then no one else after that. 
I'm the only we one have, that doesn't have one left. We have four people on the show that has little, have a landmine. It's only a little bit of strategy. So who's the other person that can landmine? Dyson. Everybody except for me. Dyson, me, Jude, and Matt. We're saying like that everybody, <laughs> everybody except for me has a landmine currently. Um, but once we get to two, it's, it's done. No more. Nice. Got it. Because we, we want to keep a, it as realistic as we can. We did uh, a really great job of just not explaining yeah. the rules. I'm very sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So but, somebody's going to throw a landmine out, and then someone else is going to throw a landmine out. And it's done. Jacob's the only person who can't put a landmine out. Right. Yes. You got it. All right. So before we get into the actual duel, um, I think you know, it was either, either Sam or Jude a couple of days ago posted on, uh, on our Twitter that there was only one man that could settle a debate for us. Um, and luckily, we have him on here today, so we're going to get his take on it. Um, but Robles, Spencer Lee, who would win? This has been a hot topic for, you know, for whatever reason, um, you know, on FRL and, and other shows, but just wondering your take on it. I think, you know, you've said you've obviously wrestled Robles in, in plenty of matches and then uh, Spencer in the room. So well, I only wrestled Robles in one match, but one I feel match, like one yeah. match you can get a pretty, pretty good feel of a guy like that as far as uh, some of his talents and, I think a lot of people say that that's one of his best years. I mean, just by the stats alone, by far. Um, Spencer Lee is a absolute freak of nature, though. He is a he is a very special special athlete. I you know I've I've twirled this around in my head a while because they they match up for a very fun matchup. Um, Robles is extremely strong. Um, but obviously limited in the, in the types of moves he's going to do, but what he's good at, he's incredible at, and Spencer Lee's just, he's, uh, incredible at finding ways to score, especially sometimes when you maybe think he's in trouble and all of a sudden he's on top of somebody. Um, no question about it. There are back points in this match who gets the back points and how many they get by I don't know. Um, I personally think that Spencer's craftiness in scramble situations gives him an advantage over a guy like Anthony Robles. I'm going Spencer Lee for the sake that I think he's going to find a way to get on top. Maybe when, you know, Robles um, has uh, what he thinks is a good hold. And he's a very, very savvy. Um, if he gets on top of Robles, does he turn him? I don't know. Um, I certainly feel that he probably rides him out um, based on history of, of Anthony's uh, escape um, capabilities. But kind of the, I think the, the glaring um, wild card is what happens if Anthony Robles gets on top? I think that's probably up for debate, serious debate. Um, you know, Spencer has been turned before. I mean, he's still incredible at getting out on pretty much everybody he wrestles, um, but he's never wrestled Robles, and I have, and that's a guy who's got a pretty unique skill set on uh, on bottom. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Spencer Lee for the sake that on their feet, I give him the advantage because of his ability to 
find ways to score in scenarios you wouldn't think he's going to score in or you would think someone's about to score on him. He can squirm his way out. He can basically turn other people's offense into his offense and end up on top. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's a huge advantage um, when you're talking about then getting onto the mat. Obviously, both guys could pick top. Who knows? Um, but if Spencer Lee can get on top, that gives him the advantage. But this, think, I mean, what do you think they would choose? Oh man! All right. So if you were Spencer, well, period second neutral, period, what would you choose? First period neutral. If Spencer, if Spencer gets on top, um, and can ride Robles, I think he definitely chooses top. Um, potentially neutral, and I think no question about it, Robles is choosing top, especially if he's down, if he's losing in the match, he's going top. Give himself a chance because that's, I mean, let's be serious, that's where he's made all his money. He turned me, um, along with darn near everyone else in the country, at one point or another, you know, maybe he didn't in every match he's wrestled someone, but he's turned almost everybody he's ever wrestled. So that's, wow. that's interesting. Have, have we ever seen Spencer take top? I don't think so. So I'm wondering, like, like obviously I think he's just a hammer on top, but, like, do you think there's any of that, like, alpha male in him that's like, I don't care how good this guy is on top, I, I can get out. A thousand percent. A yeah. thousand percent. I think there's an alpha male, but um, do, I mean, we're trying to, you know, you're trying to win the, the best match you can or um, prove that you're the best in every position. I shoot, I mean, yeah, maybe he chooses bottom because he knows be, he can get out. It'd be interesting to see this match and go, you know, neutral first period and then both wrestlers pick top. Uh, and I have the utmost <laughs> respect for, for Robles um, having wrestled him and just him as a person and everything. Um, his his strength is, I mean, it's unreal for someone at 125. Um, you know, I wrestled him – we for the finals so he waited in the morning and in the nighttime is when we wrestled i don't know how a one hour or two hour win would affect that it might affect you know shape it might affect um the ability to to last the whole match and um so that could be a factor there's a lot of there's a lot of variables that could be a factor but i think the important ones are pitting robles strength and his tilt ability versus spencer lee's craftiness and uh his ability to put up big points fast. Um, but it's not easy to put up big points fast on someone, you know, of that size. However, if he can't turn Robles, does Robles get out? So now you're looking at someone who may be getting stall calls on bottom, which may affect the match too, because Spencer, I mean, even if he can't turn, he can ride, you know, he can ride very hard. Um, but I – I would love to see it. I mean, I've wrestled them both, and they're both pretty, pretty tough individuals. So I think it'd be, I think it'd be a really exciting matchup. I see multiple points going on the board, multiple turns. Um, maybe they each get a turn. Who do you but, think is who's stronger? Because we hear I was all ask time, that. <laughs> we hear all the time how like incredibly strong Spencer Lee is for like he doesn't look like he's you know strong, and then obviously you know. Yeah. Spencer's strong. Uh, he's strong, but it's the positions that he's good at. All of a sudden, it, like you said, it's it, like kind of unassuming. You 
feeling him, wrestling him, and then he gets into a position, it's positional strength. He's very positionally strong. Hmm. So if he gets on top with the tight waist and pulling in your arm, it's really hard to keep him from just pulling your arm and grabbing that, that wrist. I mean, it's weird because he's not a big guy, and even me, I'm bigger than him. So you're feeling it getting pulled in. You're like, no, he's not doing that. And all of a sudden he has it. And you're like, man, did I just let him, you know, pull my arm in? No, I didn't let him. He's he's really strong positionally, and he's really strong um, in the areas that he excels in where Robles is just, you know, pure strength. It's a you know, 165 pounders upper body. Um, you're just missing one limb, so that takes on the weight. But um, – he also doesn't have quite the mobility that Spencer does. So that's where I'm wondering, you know, does Spencer slip his way into quite a few takedowns? Here's my question. Well, here, I'll ask you. Does Spencer take him down? I think so. That's that's where the that's where the kind of the the um the difference That's where it got skewed into Spencer's favor in my mind when I thought about it. Does Robles know. take Spencer down? Can he? For absolutely, he can. Um, right. You know, you get in on a tight leg, but Spencer's just – he's a really hard guy to take down, and you need every you – need, you need every factor working in your favor. Right. Um, and, you know, Robles – he's taken a lot of guys down on brute strength, you know, brute strength and solid single leg position. Um, and when you can still be able to move a little bit, I mean, you guys have seen Spencer's flexibility and his ability to um, turn counter offense into offense is incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and of course there's bias too. There's bias. I'm a hot guy. <laughs> I mean, I just seeing what Spencer Lee can do, you have to put him in in favor. But um, the year I wrestled Robles, I mean, he was on a he was on a mission, and I'd, shoot, I'd love to have that match back a hundred times over. But it would be very exciting to see a 2011 Anthony Robles versus 2020 Spencer Lee. It would <sighs> be a very fun match to see, um, and that's a that was a. A very um, overlooked, fun fantasy matchup. I think people maybe didn't, you know, if it's ever been brought over social media, people didn't take into account quite as much as you could have because having wrestled them both, um, obviously Spencer in a room, but Robles in a match, it'd be it'd be an exciting matchup to see. Yeah, wouldn't that just be uh, so yeah, much Robles, fun? Um, is the number two of the decade, number two wrestler of the decade? Is he? Do you think so? Of one at one twenty-five. Um, oh man, there's a lot of tough twenty-five pounders. And oh yeah, two thousand ten to twenty twenty. It's not like it was a ton of turnover. There's usually um, someone on top of the weight class for a while. Um, so going through the last couple of years that I remember, NCAA champs, you got Spencer. The last three years have, has been on top of the weight. Before that was Darian Cruz, and before that was Tomasello, I believe, or was Mika. there somebody in between? Nico, Thomas Nico, yeah. Um, Delgado. 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 Um, I mean, it's all for, – for a guy like Robles, a lot of it's a, a matchups. Um, right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. 
you know, so wrestling a guy like Nico, I'd be curious how that would go. Because Nico's got that unbelievable flexibility. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I think he's he's definitely up there um, as one of the best of the decade, no question. Even would you though, say Spencer Lee is? Uh, Robles. Spencer Lee, I mean, I'd probably put him on top of the decade. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of debate on that. His track record is unbelievable, um, especially especially at the NCAA tournament in March. I mean, you look yeah. at his record and 63 wins and five losses, and is that we were, the We were top? looking at it before the show. What was it, like a 77% bonus rate? 78% bonus rate. 78. I mean, he has five losses, and not his his wins aren't huge as far as like how many each year because of maybe um, – not wrestling every match so you look at it and thinking you know regular season and five losses that's not you know there's guys like uh zane rutherford or bo nickel who have lost less than that in a whole career um or other hawkeyes who have lost you know no more than five matches in a career and it's like man is he but then you just go to march stats and out of this world i mean unbelievable and I don't even think he's, you know, only a guy that gets that shows up in March. I think, um, you know, you take into account that he never redshirted. So you're going straight from high school to that. Uh, there's going to be some, some, uh, some learning curve. But just 78% bonus rate. I mean, basically, if he locks up a bar arm or a tilt, you're, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. And in my opinion, I think we saw that, how you're talking about how, some people think he kind of shows up in March. I think we saw that change this year. I think the Absolutely. first the first two years you could have said that and it'd have been like, okay, like I mean, obviously he beats the majority of everybody, but like, yeah, I can see how he turns it on. This year it was it was March Spencer Lee all year. Like Yeah. No doubt. I, my my history with him is um that's what I knew. And people were talking about how amazing he was um even, you know, the past two years. Um, like, man, he can really turn it on. And I'm like, he's not even wrestling at a hundred percent right now. I, I'm not saying there was an injury or there was something wrong, but just of his capability, he wasn't even wrestling at a hundred percent this year. I think you saw a lot more of that. Um, yeah. just of what I've felt like the, the, his talent level and his ability to dominate, um, exactly what you said this year, I was like, Oh my gosh, man, he's, these guys are. I mean, they're, they're literally fighting not to get bonused. Think about that. They're not fighting to win. They're fighting not to get bonused. That is incredible. But, I mean, I wrestle Fighting to make it out of the first period, man. It's- yeah, I wrestle in a finals match against Robles, and halfway through the match, that's what I was doing too. So that's where this is a fun – you go back to the matchup, it's a fun matchup because that year Anthony Robles was, um, you know, incredible as far as – Oh, his the mission he was on. I mean, I got beat. I don't know what it was. I think eight to one, seven to one, or eight to one. So I was, you know, um, because of the turns. The, the turns are the great equalizer. And you got to remember, Spencer Lee's been under four point turn rules his whole career. Anthony Robles was under three point turn rules. So yeah. that's who knows which rules are we going under. Not that it matters significantly, yeah, but we're going four point. That's uh that's an incredible factor. I would have loved to wrestle under those. I probably would have gone for a few more techs. I just I wanted to try to pin everybody, but uh yeah. 
I so, well, no, we brought this up when we were talking about AJ's shop. Um, he had we we're it was Edinburgh versus Cornell, so it was him versus uh, Nashon Garrett. And under four point um, turning rules, AJ shop would be incredible. Oof, y'all I mean, are crazy. Just think, all, just think of all the points he could put up. Just sure. We've had debates about this, but just think about in general AJ shop under four point turning rules with riding time. Oh, absolutely. That's tough. Y'all are still crazy, though. I was outvoted. It's Nashon, man. Yeah, I, I'm taking Nashon. I love Shop. He's tough, but to be a person that I consider like you are scary, you either win a national title because you're so good on top, even if you're not as good in other positions, or there is nobody that can ever get away from you and you basically can turn at least 95% of everybody you wrestle. I mean, that's you think about Spencer Lee. Yeah, some people get away, but they usually don't get away before they got turned. Very oh, rarely. Yeah. You know, yeah. like almost never. Um, so I'm, I'm with you, Jacob. I'm, I would go Nashon all day. Um, I haven't wrestled shop, never. I, I've never even wrestled with him. Um, I've wrestled Nashon, but 133-pound Nashon versus AJ Shop. I'm, I'm going Nashon. However, four-point turns, that definitely throws an eight ball in there. That would be fun. That would be fun to see. <sighs> All right. Well, I got, I got one more question, and then we'll put this thing to rest, and we'll move on to the duel. Um, so first time you were in the room and got to wrestle with Spencer, I'm thinking, you know, obviously you're, you're going in, you're like, you know, you have the confidence. Like, I'm two-time champ. This guy's, you know, young guy. Like, what happens? You know, did you put your hands on him and immediately kind of have your way? Did he or, like, how did that go that first I time? You guys I, I don't I don't exaggerate this at all, but because I saw it kind of his whole freshman year. I think the first time I wrestled him, I ended up on my back somehow. Oh. And, I mean, it's – I don't want to say you're overlooking him, but at the time you're talking about a kid who's – still in high school um, and you're wrestling him and you're like, I'm a college veteran. Like this is a high school kid. I mean, he's going to be tough, but I know there's a steep learning curve. Um, And his judo background from his, from his parents um, were great. They're great by the way. Um, But his judo background, he doesn't even really utilize it the same way he used to. um, Or maybe it's just, you don't see it in his matches um, but you end up on your back. He throws you on your back. I saw it all the time in the Iowa room that there'd be someone getting thrown on their back and there'd be a turn and it's just like, it's kind of like bad turn to worse. Um, but obviously, um, you know, that he's, uh, um, he runs hot as some would say, you know, he, uh, he puts up a lot of points fast, but that takes a lot of energy. So when it comes to a workout, then, you know, later in the workout, maybe you have a little more advantage, but that shoot doesn't really matter if you put up, you know, 20 points on someone before they hit the chance to score back on you. Um, But he's, he's out of this world. I mean, he's incredible. His skill set and his ability to turn it on are the, some of the best I've ever wrestled with. Oh man. Very cool. All right, well, that's you know our, our, our little Spencer versus Robles debate. Um, 
that's cool. Thanks for, for sharing that. It's definitely the most exciting perspective of this debate, if you ask me, from you, because you've actually put hands on both of them. So I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can and, and be objective in all my uh, all my I think that's important always to try to. But man, wrestling with Spencer, he's a special guy and the best part about him is probably off the mat. He comes across as kind of a soft spoken Humble unassuming, guy. yeah. You know, a, a very uh, unassuming, calm kid. And then you get him on the mat, and it's like someone trying to, you know, get off the mat in 30 seconds all by just rolling you around like you're some kind of ragdoll. I mean, and how, like, how do you have to feel, how embarrassed you have to feel to see your opponent run out to the Pokemon theme song and then take you in the first <laughs> That's my lord it, it's it is i mean it's disheartening you got to imagine guys are guys are at this point in his career they are psychologically psyched out i mean they are literally thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna not let him score and i'm gonna wear on him and get him tired and then in the third period he's gonna be tired and i'm gonna that's where i'm gonna take it everybody it's happened before and it's just like what happens then when you get taken out and turned right away i mean look what happened to a Piccinini this year yeah he pinned him the year before, and then he got majored at the NCAs, which, all right, now it's back to reality of, like, all right, I'm still the underdog in this match. And then this year's duel, he's coming out thinking, you know, I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give him everything I got. And sure enough, he gets taken down and turned in the first period. That's got to be – that's got to be more demoralizing. <sighs> oh, yeah. I mean, especially so, with, with four-point turn rules. Six points you're down, down by, just like that. And then if he goes to Fireman's where he gets back points off of his takedown and then gets a turn, it's already 10-0 in a matter of seconds. Like, so yeah. many points can be put up so quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, but, Dyson, you have Spencer as well? Yeah, I have Spencer. I thought so. And then was was Jude Jude? Are you the only one that uh that has? I think I, I think I picked Robles in this match. You freaking Hawkeye hater! It's not that. <laughs> I just it's, it's the Penn State fan Listen, in you. I'm a Hawkeye homer, and that's a tough matchup because it's I've, a tough. Like I said, I've wrestled them both, and the skill sets are so unique that I would right. love to see them clash. I and the thing, it's it's fantasy, right? Like <laughs> you, you gotta. <laughs> I I I'm picking him. Um, not that like I'm a hundred percent certain it's what would happen, but because I think that there's a there's a clear avenue to victory for for Robles, right? It's not like it's not like it's impossible. I don't know. Yeah. While we were talking about this, I was just thinking like, how fun would it be just to like go back and have matches like 2020 Spencer Lee versus 2011 Anthony Robles, uh, 2013 Kyle Dake, 2011 Jordan Burroughs, just like. Matches like that, that'd be unbelievable. Oh, man. We don't want to get into the Kyle Dake, Jordan Burroughs debate. No, we don't want that for us. We might have to split this thing in two. Greatest FRL I've ever seen. That was I felt like I was watching a UFC press conference. And some people hate it and think that's all. But come on. Pure entertainment. Those guys are at it. I loved it. Like, objectively, it was it was the most fun thing I did that day. (laughs) (laughs) And Anthony Robles on here to debate each other on who would win. Oh, I just, you, you, could do it would? With, you could do it with so many people, and it would be great entertainment to just, like, 
Do you think it's like Spencer a, it's Robles like a backyard, would do it? It's like a backyard bonfire debate. Like, well, I would have beat you at my best. I would have beat you at my best. Come on. I think that, like, the, oh, man, it would be awesome. But I think, like, would Spencer defend himself that, that hard? I'm more worried about Robles defending himself. You saw it against Kyle Dake and Jordan Burroughs. You get anybody together, and if you once you ignite the flame, they're going to debate each other. On All right, I think you're right. I think Pitch. you just got to do a lot of hype up. And we got in that match. And then it goes into Burroughs. Let's just wrestle right now. Let's just wrestle right now. Come on. Let's just set up a match. Come on, anytime. <laughs> I mean, it's like MMA. It's crazy. I love it. Maybe we'll try to poke the bear and see if it, if it can happen. they're both amazing human beings um i I love them both and uh i don't think they would i don't know if they would fall for that but um, yeah that's my that's my this is what people got to realize it's all in good fun i mean this is great wrestling and it's it's more than anything it's fun oh that's for sure all right let's Let's get into into this duel guys so um to the duel. So Jude uh, gets to pick the starting weight, right? Yes, Jude yeah, gets to pick the starting weights. Where are we starting, Jude? Well, before we do that, let's just run through the lineups, and then uh, so that then I can I can f- think over this decision. All right, I'm scared? Uh, no, I'm not scared. Strategic. Think over what decision? The landline? Come on. No, no, no. What weight we're gonna start at? So, all right. For the Missouri. I think of this earlier. Missouri, okay, Mizzou. We're starting 125 pounds, Alan Waters, followed by John Ernesty, Jaden Ironman, Drake Hudeschelt, Joey LaValle, Connor Flynn, Daniel Lewis, Max Askren, Jaden Cox, and Don Bradley. And then, um, Matt, why don't you tell us about the Iowa Hawkeyes? Who do you have stepping on the mat today? So, our number two Iowa Hawkeyes, we got a pretty solid lineup. Um, Spencer Lee at 125, followed by... Four-time All-American and NCAA champ, Corey Clark. Uh, following him, Montel Marion, 141 pounds, two-time finalist, three-time All-American. 149 will be Brent Metcalf, one of the best Hawkeyes all-time, three-time finalist, two-time champ, Hodge Trophy winner, along with Spencer Lee now. Derek St. John, another four-time All-American at 157, homegrown from Iowa City, Iowa. Alex Marinelli coming in at 165, who is now a three-time All-American. Jay Borschel, one of my uh, old teammates, both in high school and college, and an NCAA champion, two-time All-American at 174. 184 is good old mullet man Sammy Brooks. 197 is Nathan Burak, three-time All-American. And rounding it out, another three-time All-American in Bobby Telford. So. I got another question before we go on because you said it. Um, were you there the year that Sammy won the Big Ten and uh, gave oh, the yeah. interview? Oh yeah, I, I wasn't on the team obviously, but I was a post grad there. Yeah. How, how was that? Did what was that like behind the scenes after he gave that interview? Oh, it was everyone loved it. I mean, <laughs> fun, you know, hilarious. I will I will say though, uh, on a side note, the fact that. I didn't, along with other NCAA champs, didn't even make the Iowa All-Decade lineup. Just goes to show you how tough the Iowa All-Decade lineup is. And I'm sure it's that way for a couple other schools. But let's be serious. Me and Tony Ramos aren't even on this starting lineup. And mm. that's just off the top of my head. Come on. So was- Dan Dennis. Yeah. Um, yeah, Olympian. Insane. You got so Ryan was- Morningstar. DeSanto. 
Yeah. I was going to ask also because I tried to – so I put together the Iowa lineup, um, and Jude put his neck out last night and asked Logan if the if his Ohio State lineup was okay. So I'll do the same thing. Do you think – is this is this the accurate all-decade team for you, or do you think that I could have put somebody somewhere else? Um, I, I mean, after this year, I think I finally – um, there's not a question. I'm a, I'm a backup. It's uh it's, it's a hard pill to swallow, but I think after this year, I am officially, uh, on the, the second stringer, um, 33, Tony Ramos, Corey Clark. That's a tough one. I know Corey Clark has more finalists and he's obviously a four time all American. Um, but Tony Ramos was, was tough. Yeah. Um, and you look at his every season, there's a consistent, pretty tough season. Mm-hmm. 41, that's, I mean, I don't know if there's really any debate there. Um, 49, no question. 57, no question. 65, Marinelli Morningstar, I think that's pretty solid. 74, Jay Borchel, that's, I think, our only national champ in the last decade. So yeah. that's solid. Camera 84, I think people look over Phil Ketty quite a bit. I know he was only one year for the decade, but – and if you only go on 2010, I think you got to give it to Sammy Brooks. But if you go on career – No, we got a whole career. Yeah, so if you go whole career, Phil Ketty, that's – between 33 and 84, those are definitely the two that I would question the absolute most. Uh, 97, Burak, three-time All-American. I don't think anyone else has – um, leaped that. And then Bobby Telford, you could again, throw in my old teammate, Dan Erickson, but I think whole career, you have to give it to Bobby Telford. So at 97, you got Burak in there. Do you think, uh, do you think Warner's got the trajectory trajectory to maybe pass up, uh, Burak? You know, I really would have liked to see this year at the, at the national tournament his sophomore year because obviously he had some losses and really not a ton, but he had some losses that make you go, all right, where would he have finished? Um, where Burak um, kind of – he ended on a high note. But I think if you give it a couple more years, I think absolutely uh, you could throw Warner. And that's – you know, Nathan Burak still around Iowa City. That's probably his goal. You know, you're making – trying to make Jacob Warner uh, – you know, surpass what you did. No question. Yeah. Um, if you're, you know, if your head's in the right place, your heart's in the right place. So as it stands right now, I don't think there's a question. I think Nathan Burak, um, but give it two more years. And I think you could easily see that one flip. My only two that are even debatable are 33 and 84 and no option is the wrong option. It's just preference more or less. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, where are we starting, that, dude? We're starting at 174 pounds. Jay Borschel versus Daniel Lewis. Okay. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> so you want that schlacking first? Yes, I think. Uh, I think that's where I want to start. And let me get I'm you started I'm off. Blow through this landmine right out of right out of the gate, but all right. Okay, we're gonna start with 174 pounds, Daniel Lewis. He is a, I believe, a three-time All-American. Is that correct, Sam Heron? Daniel Lewis, uh, Daniel four-time. Lewis, he's a four-time. Lewis, all right, I'm sorry. Yeah. Daniel Lewis, four-time. He's a co- several-time conference champion. Um, he has placed as high as fourth. Oh, he placed fourth three times. Um, 
Whoa. really, really tough dude for the Tigers. And uh, he pins Zahid Valencia. Pins Zahid, who is a who's an absolute tank. If we're taking peak Daniel Lewis, it's a tough match. All right, Matt, tell us about Jay Borschel. Jay Borschel is a Linmar Lion out of Marion, Iowa, as am I. So I got <laughs> a little extra skin in this game. Um, he's a two-time All-American. He was a round of 12 as a junior. Um, he has probably one of the best comebacks in NCAA history in his semifinal matchup versus, I believe, Chris Heinrich of Virginia. I don't know if that's – is that right? I think that is, yeah. I believe that is um, one of the best comebacks. And also um, pretty much manhandled an otherwise um, – unblemished Mac Lunas in the finals that year. Um, so he is a, a very um, sometimes overlooked Hawkeye who also outside of this year, Spencer Lee um, also is the last person to have an undefeated season at the university of Iowa. Fun fact that I don't think mm. many people probably know. Um, so if you take out Spencer Lee this year, he was the last one to do it. And that was in 2010. And Kemmerer, and Kemmerer this year was la- well, his last match. Conference finals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His last match, he was. Oh uh, yeah, yep. So Dan Gable, kind of. Um, that's uh, that's Jay Borschel. It's it didn't uh, uh, Mac Lunas hadn't been taken down at all Mac the entire Lunas year. Had not been taken down. He was undefeated as well, and everyone was hyped about the matchup, especially when Borschel looked obviously very, very. Um, capable of being beat in the semis, and then he handled them. So that was uh, that was pretty exciting. The way I see this match, I mean, Jay Borschel definitely has way way more stats than Daniel Lewis. D- Daniel Lewis is only a, um, I mean, he's a three-time All-American, took fourth all year, so he's a very good wrestler. He just doesn't match up well in terms of stats with Jay Borschel, and so I think. Like, in this match, Jay Borschel would get out to a huge lead. Uh, I don't think Daniel Lewis could stand with him in neutral or anything. But in the third period, Daniel Lewis chooses top, goes cross-face cradle, and sticks him for the landmine. Landmine! And, uh, bah, bah, bah. Six <laughs> right out of the gate, huh? Oh, my God. Come, give on any of us come on. Come on. Do anything here. Uh, come on. You guys probably saw that one coming. I had to. to make the duel interesting. Uh, I see how it is. It's, yeah. The fact that we only have one more landmine left is kind of sad. You had to landmine my high school teammate? That's unbelievable. I will say. Oh, man. Daniel Lewis has a good cradle, though. This is uh, as bad as landmine Matt himself. So, uh, this, it wouldn't happen, Sam, but. Uh, <laughs> very well said. Cradle is good. But, very well yeah. said. If it had to happen, that's the only way it could happen because the man has a just stupid good cradle. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you right now, he would not get a cradle on Jay Borschel. He would get taken down and he would get ridden until he is exhausted and then he wouldn't have any cradle left to give. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess, you know, Sam wants to start like that. You know, crazy screwed my plan. We're going to proceed. What was your plan, Dyson? Well, well, it wasn't with that match, but no, it's don't don't give up your secrets. Okay? Give it up, Dyson. Um, so he's going, going landmine the next one against Max Sasser. Wow. I don't want to take I don't want to take the landmine away from Matt though. I want to I want to let him have. You want me to top. do the landmine? Yeah, I'll get. 
I'm, I will let Matt use the landmine. I will not right. use the landmine. Well, let's oh, don't, don't do that. I don't want you to let me use this. You guys are crazy. Stop talking about it. <laughs> 184 pounds. We have the mullet, uh, the best Big Ten interview in the history of wrestling. Uh, until Kyle Dake and Jordan Burroughs got together on that show a couple days ago, that was That's probably my favorite. I, can you let me finish my sentence, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> until Jordan Burroughs and Kyle Dake got on FRL the other day, I think that was easily my favorite wrestling media moment in my life. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, so the mullet taking on uh, NCAA champ Max Askren. Uh, Besides being an NCAA champ, what you know? What are all our Max Askren stats, Jude? All right, Max Max Askren is heralded as one of the most decorated wrestlers in Mizzou history. Um, he won an NCAA championship. He's a three-time All-American, taking seventh and fifth. Um, and he actually was bouncing around weight classes too. Um, he dropped the weight class to 184, where he won his title in 2010. Um, Several-time conference champion, four-year starter, Max Askren is the brother of Ben Askren and um, doesn't have though, quite the same haircut. I mean, maybe. Hey, guys, are Ben Askren and Max Askren brothers. <laughs> you, you missed so, the – Matt, you missed the – Explain to Matt. The Minnesota. All right, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. I'll, I'll, own, I'll tell him, Jacob. I'll own my own mistake. I – it slipped my mind, but I uh, – I asked for clarification and uh, of whether Jason Ness and uh, and Dylan Ness were brothers. You did not ask for clarification. You had no idea. I, <laughs> there was there wasn't like a hey, are they brothers? They, they all look alike. Yeah, they it was. Like, we said it, and you were like, "What?" Oh, <laughs> and it was yeah. it was bad because you thought I was joking at first, but I was definitely serious. I was. <laughs> you definitely. guys are like. Should we let Matt know that uh, Jude left out his coach when making no, the No, come State on, team? guys. There's other things to talk about. Hey, yeah, don't roast Jude too much. I mean, he's all hyped up on coffee. He doesn't know how to handle it right now. Oh, man, my brain is fried. <laughs> I got the coffee in my veins, and I can't think. All right, yeah. let's, let's go to <laughs> – let's talk about this matchup. All right, so Sammy Brooks, Max Saskin, you told us a little bit about Max. Um, what can you tell us about Sammy, Matt? Sammy Brooks, a three-time All-American. Um, I believe he got seventh, fourth. No. What did he get? Seventh, seven, seven, five? Or four? Sorry. I can tell you in one second. Or maybe seven, five, four. All I know is I know his senior year was fourth, and I believe his first year was seventh. I don't know that I'm between years. He was – he was only a two-timer All-American. Yeah, two-time? So okay, sorry. That's right. That's right. Eighth uh, in 2016, fourth in 2017. Eighth, eighth to fourth. Yeah. That's right. So he's a two-time All-American. And a snake. And I do believe also a two-time Big Ten champ, which yes. is yes. very underrated. People don't understand. The Big Ten tournament is just like a concentrated NCAA tournament. Obviously, there's, yeah. you know, there's a larger pool of – talent at the NCAA tournament, but the Big Ten tournament for the most part is not a um, small small pool of talent, and he won that twice, so that's not to be, and he did it with a fluffed and feathered mullet, so that's oh, a gorgeous that's, that's a little extra something. Um, he is currently still competing internationally, and he is uh, 
pretty tough ombre. So this is a I, I like this matchup. Matt, is the is the mullet is it natural or is it a perm? Oh, it's natural, man. That's just oh natural. That's just straight. Let 100% it flow. Natural. There was a bunch oh, of kids at the how, PIAA how state it, tournament this year who were getting perms for their mullets. Oh I would look at them and be like, so. Also, did he like b- before he gave the interview? Did you guys know that was going to happen? I don't think it, I'm sure. Maybe a couple guys on the team knew. I have no idea. All I know is it's just it's uh, straight Sammy Brooks style. He just yeah, us was like you know I'm just not gonna. I don't know if he said it to anyone, but you could just see it in his face when he was giving the interview. Like I'm just not gonna say one serious word in this, and I'm just gonna. Talk about my mullet. Why not? Well, no, the funny <laughs> thing was he sounded like like his voice and his tone was like he was giving a normal interview. Yeah. Well, and that's he what I'm saying. He's really good at that. That was like, the funniest thing. He could talk about anything and be serious about it. It's just uh, it's like a debate, you know? I had, uh, I had Shane Sparks on for an interview, and uh, I was talking to him about that uh, – Interview and he was just he's like I I just didn't know what to do like he was just he should have kept it was like fifty second interview I think it's so great because both of them managed to stay serious the whole time (laughs) yeah because the first question uh, I don't even know what it was some like general question he just said about his mullet being fluffed and feathered for Indiana and then he then uh, Shane Sparks ended up asking a question about trust and then he still stuck with the mullet and went. Every time and then he said something about consistency and yeah. about his consistency throughout the season, and he goes, "Hey, it's the same way as a mullet. Win a mullet in a day. You can't win a, can't big, win a big Ten title in a day. Maybe the best quote ever." I just I remember Shane Sparks being like, "Well, I don't know where to go from there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, fortunately, we know where to go. So, Sebby Brooks, Max Askren. Um, oh Ooh. God! So the Twitter poll had sixty-seven percent in favor of Max Askren, thirty-three in favor of uh, Sammy Brooks. As hardcore of an Iowa fan as I am, I I, I gotta go Askren here, man. It, peak of both careers, I think Max would win this match. He was so so good in his career. Um, I'm gonna follow suit. Give me Max Askren. He has the NCAA title. He did the dang thing. And if we're taking peak here, um, I'll take the title over. Uh-oh. Over he, was, he, was, he was also one point away from a major decision in the finals. That's true. He was very good. Which is very hard to do. Dyson's ready. Does he bring Miss Hiss on the mat with him, Dyson? Matt, would you like to go or would you like me to go? You can go. Landmine! I'm landmining it. Sorry, landmining it. Max no, no, he you can't him. do that. It's over. No, I you can't him. do He's that. Pinned him. No, <laughs> you can't do that. Eighty-four. You can't do Max Askren in the funky one. You can't. He can't do it's that. A no, up. he cannot do that. Brooks. I did it. No, I did no. it. Hey, 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 hey. It's okay because <laughs> okay. you just landmined a probable win. So yeah, yep. burn your landmine, buddy. That's, that's okay. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> Come on. Okay. That, poor, poor, poor use. Are you okay? That's okay. You realize we got a Spencer Lee. You know, we got we got all these kinds of – oh, man. Yeah. Oh, oh but the landmine gets you a – the landmine gets you a, a, a pin, huh? Okay. Holy I may have just smokes. woke the rest of my family up for that one. Jeez. So you're going to you're gonna go with a – so now they're going to have a 12-point lead, huh? 12-point lead. Oh my Dude, just goodness gracious! Dyson. On the Hawks. This is unbelievable. 
This, this is, is unbelievable. Dude, okay. you're going to pay oh, for that. Uh, well, talk about home at advantage. Home at <laughs> advantage. You guys are straight home cooking this thing. You are going to pay for Oh, my <laughs> God. Home cooking. Freaking the, Hawkeye hater. The, the reason we have the two landmines. <laughs> The reason we have the two landmines per duel now is because of these two down here. Because <laughs> Sam, Michigan should have won that duel and should be in this duel right now, but Sam chose to use a third landmine on the duel. Uh, and then after that duel, I was like, all right, look, no, shutting this crap down. There's only two per duel can't because you got to keep it realistic. For this duel? Come on. But all right, whatever. It happened. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, 197. Oh, talk about this after the show, Duke Swisher. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Burak <laughs> versus Jaden Cox. Um, you know, it's these are, are two great guys, and we have to we have to remember when we're talking about this too. Um, even with all the recency bias of you know Jaden winning a couple of world titles, not getting scored on, um, we're talking about their collegiate careers. Um, so you know, all that kind of stuff is, is not in the conversation. We're just talking about when they were stepping on the mat for the you know NC two A titles, um, but. Jaden Cox, you want to go ahead and get us started, Jude? All right, Jaden Cox, world champion. Matt, he's a he's a he beat not this Dave. time. Okay, not this time. Never mind. I take it all back. <laughs> he is though. Take that landmine back too. No, no, sir. He's a he's a three time national champion. Uh, For the wait. record, I believe Jude went out a turn to take a landmine, so we'll just leave that there. He just uh, hey, listen, man. When the landmine happens, your teachers teach you to raise your hand in class. Sorry, <laughs> homeschooled baby. I don't gotta raise no hands. <laughs> homeschooled savage. All right. Well, I mean, what else can I say? Three-time national champ. There we go, Jaden Cox. Yep. Uh, thank you. Kyle Snyder, I believe, in college, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. Well, who who well, did Nathan Burek though? So I mean, are we? I mean, Nathan Burek beat Kyle Snyder in college. Did he really? He did. He really I didn't did. Know that. So who who beat wow. Jaden in the semis? Kyle Snyder, twenty fifteen. It was it was Kyle Snyder. Yep. Angle. Yeah. Low single. Okay. Um. So one takedown match. It's it's so exciting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> on the on the other skating Cox. In college, these these two have wrestled in college. Yeah, Jaden Cox winning by I think a takedown. I want to say Jaden Cox didn't he? He made an Olympic team his senior year. Uh, and took bronze was that his senior year? I think it was his junior year. Before, after his junior year, before yeah. his senior. That's oh hey, we can count that before, too. Bronze it's in career. the Olympics. All right, well, uh, one ninety seven. Matt, you want to tell us about uh, Burek? Nathan Burek, three-time All-American, I believe, eighth, seventh, fourth. I may be, I may be a little off. Yep, um, you're exactly yeah. right. Eight, seven, four. Yeah, not a bad memory. I haven't looked any of this up. I'm just going off the top of my head, by the way. So I'm not like you guys. I haven't. I've done, not done my due diligence research. Fortunately, I know most of these hot guys pretty well. So uh, Nathan Burek was a staple in the in the Iowa lineup. Um, Three-time All-American, getting obviously better each year. Um, very consistent performer, and uh, he's he's had a he's had a match against Jaden Cox and um, put himself put himself in position to win. So I don't think this is uh, any kind of a pushover here. All right, so Matt McDonough, who you got in this match? 
You know, I, I'm I'm going to try to be objective, and I'm going to say Jaden Cox um, simply on the fact that they've wrestled once, and Jaden won. Um, every ounce of me wants to say Nathan Burek. I could for just the sake of being insanely biased and um, making it a fun virtual thing, but let's we'll try to be objective. Um, I'm still pretty salty about this landmine pin. I didn't know we could just throw pins out anywhere. Not anymore, you can't. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> a conspiracy over here against um, against the Hawkeyes. That's okay. I it'll think as much as what it'll come back to bite you in the lightweights. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Oh come on! Are you serious? <laughs> this is not. It's not going to end well. I don't think. Yeah. So th- this match, I think it's it's a close one. It's a good match. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, Jaden Cox is uh, literally too slippery for a Burek to hold on to. So <laughs> literally. Uh, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, we'll go. We'll go Cox. I'll follow suit. Take Jaden Cox. Um, also, like a one takedown match for Jaden Cox. You know, it might seem like it's close, but also like he's just very good at winning one takedown matches. So, um, hey, don't downplay it, Nathan. I'm Burek. not. Right yeah, there. I'm sorry. I have a picture of Jaden Cox, who is very, very tired after that match um, in Carver Hawkeye, and I kept it for um, purposes, firepower for Nathan Burek. I mean, I gotta, you gotta show him like what what you were able to do to your opponent. You got him, you got him tired. So you're you're closer than you think. Awesome. Uh, this match that's really cool. Definitely, definitely way closer than at first glance. I think Nathan Nathan Burek. Barely. And it's funny, I would not expect everyone – well, Dyson hasn't gotten his pick in, but I would not really expect everyone to pick Jaden Cox for this one. Burak was, was really, really good. And, like, a head-to-head win would normally mean a lot, but to me in this circumstance, since we're taking peak of your career, a head-to-head win leaves a lot of room for, for vagueness and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is taking peak Jaden Cox – I mean, three-time national champ. His whole yeah. year yeah. not, he got fifth and was in the bracket, I believe, with Kyle Snyder um, and Kyvan Gadsden. So, you know, based yeah. on body of based on body of work, Jaden Cox is uh, yeah. pretty pretty tough. He also he struggled with um, with conditioning in his career though, and against. An Iowa guy, and especially Nathan Burek, that's not a good position to struggle in. So there is a path to victory for Burek. Dyson, who you got? Give me Nathan Burek by takedown. Oh, wow. All right. I told you he was a Hawkeye homer, man. I know. I should switch my vote. I would have taken Cox, but it's still with that 184-pound match. You take, I, could take I don't, think I'll, pick a, I don't think I'll pick a Tiger the rest of the match. Wow. Yeah. Get, there um, might be some virtual I, fist thrown. Oh, no. I, will, <laughs> I will do point out uh, just for you know for the fans for the people listening. Um, Jaden Cox is one of the first people to vote on Twitter for this duel. Um, so pretty cool. Did he vote for I himself. Who he voted for. I don't know. He didn't tell me who he voted for, but it's kind of it kind of blew my mind. You know, I'm sitting there on the couch just hanging out, and I look down at my my phone, and it's like Twitter. You have a message from Jaden Cox. It's like, like oh what. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Dude, we should get him on. She get him cool. on the board. All right, Not let's move to 285. Loses, He'll attack. Missouri him, loses, they won't be in it. Not if I can do anything about it. Well, you All right. do How can you do anything about, really about, about it? You used your can't landmine. Do anything. You, you already used your landmine. It's I mean, over. Really, yeah. Is yep. it over? 
Y'all's time in the spotlight is over. Now sit back and watch this beating you're about to take. All right, let me run it down to to Dom Bradley at 285 pounds. This is pretty one-sided in my opinion. John Bradley versus Telford? Yeah. Well, uh, Bradley was a a multiple-time All-American, I believe. Never won it. Um, But, you know, he was – he – transferred i'm pretty sure to missouri and then um in his first season at the at the hawkeyes he they're not the hawkeyes i'm sorry the uh at mizzou he stepped in the lineup won all american honors i'm sorry this bio is actually very difficult to read <laughs> it doesn't have them right out for you um but yeah no that's about it he's been a really really consistent guy and he uh i mean he's looking to have a, a pretty good senior level career as well so then Matt, tell us Anthony about Kassar this year. Yeah, he beat Anthony Kassar. <sighs> Grown man strength. Didn't All he right. break Anthony Kassar this year? Oh no. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. Hey, listen. Is... We're not talking about four or five that's years true. after college. Yeah, that's true. Right. Okay. We're Stop college. trying to pump yeah. him up. Like we're we're not talking about that. We're talking about Don Bradley and his best season, whatever that one may be. Yep. Bobby right. Telford was a three time All American finishing I Let's see if you get it right. Fourth, fourth, fifth. Fifth, fourth, fifth. Fifth, fourth, fifth. I knew there was a fourth in there. I didn't know the first one. Um, and actually, I was uh, in the tournament that he didn't place in. I also did not place if I – or maybe that was my – I believe that might have been the year I did not place. Um, uh, he had a pretty serious knee injury that he could not compete on. So he was very well poised to be a four-time All-American, um, very consistent performer, um, definitely was a um, had pin capabilities, had big point capabilities, um, probably I would say more so than Don Bradley. Um, and these two I may have also met – one match in their career. I feel like they should have. Um, I believe they may have at the national duels in 2013, but don't I, quote. I me. just want to say real quick that somebody, the the Iowa trainer had like they better be completely focused on Anthony Cassiope's knee because <laughs> Iowa heavyweights' knees are just not good ever. Not good. Well, you know, an injury is one thing, a bullet's another thing, Sam. So, well, <laughs> yeah, I have Sam, no comment on Sam any of this. Stole. They're still, they're still all, they're all cranking away. Oh yeah. Sam Stoll had not only he didn't just take a bullet to the knee; he well, had a lot more than that. He had so, so many injuries. Matt, your your senior year is that same year you're talking about Telford being hurt. You were hurt as well, right? Yeah. Matt, so, what happened? Did Tom and Terry just beat on y'all before the NCAA <laughs> tournament, or? Like, cause no, I had a, I had an injury and, and some obviously uh, weight was was uh, tough that year, but I had an injury that was affecting me and it doesn't really change anything. I lost two matches in overtime to all American. I was in the quarters and lost to Nashon, and then I was in the backside and lost to uh, Trent Sprinkle, who I pinned the year before in overtime. So you know, one takedown in two matches and you're an all American for a fourth time. I gotta live with that, but it's part of life. Absolutely. Usually, the adversity is what makes you better. You know, I later definitely in life. appreciate the the 
knowledge and perspective I've gained from it. But if I could like do a time hop and make myself just a little bit better and go win those matches, I don't think there's a question I would. <laughs> Absolutely. And there's no, no question from our end that you would have won them. Um, definitely would have been great to see, but uh, where are we? Yeah. So where are we voting um, for me? Bobby Telford all day. Easy. I got to go with the Bobby Telford here. Thank you. Bobby, Bobby Telford. Bobby. Dang. I love Thanks, it. Bobby. Bobby Telford. No All time. The folk style matchup. Don Bradley, I believe in uh, a freestyle matchup is a lot different animal than folk style. And got to give it to Bobby Telford, who is a very, very tough uh, top wrestler and uh, a complete package in folk style. And how about that? The Hawkeyes are finally on the board. Yeah, <laughs> just wait. Making after a home cooking, I'm, guys, I'm not picking another Missouri. This is this is yeah, no, this, this is going to be awful. Poor G. <sighs> All right, well, uh, we're going around. <laughs> even has 15 even is ridiculous, considering there's only three wins, and there should probably only be two. Wait, but... hold on. Mm-hmm. Definitely should only be two right now. It should be six to nine. Hold on. I just realized something, guys. What? This Sam? might be over. Already. The, the whole match? <laughs> you can only score 30. Well, never mind. Never, never mind. I take that back. Hold on. Uh, you Three, you just six, let it play out. We'll yeah. just pretend like we don't know what's going to happen. All right. All right. It's going to be. All right. Well, Sam, stop speaking. <laughs> Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> my, my heart just started beating really fast. This isn't good. 125 pounds. Um, you know, the man we just spent 30 so minutes talking about Spencer Lee uh, versus Alan Waters. Oh, man. Um, all right, Duke, get us started off. Alan Waters. Alan Waters, NCAA finalist, uh, multiple no, time. No, he wasn't. Yeah. No, uh, shoot. No, he wasn't. Don't come on. Excuse, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Third place. Uh, third place in his peak. Four-time qualifier. Two-time All-American. Um, Four-year starter. Real tough guy. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I already blew it so bad. I might as well just stop. I might as well just leave <laughs> okay, the show. <laughs> um, and then what? I mean, what else to say about? Spencer Lee, we kind of already spoke, talked about him a whole bunch. Yeah, he's kind of good at wrestling. Two-time national right. champ, Hodge Trophy winner, poised to win another third national hey, title. Matt McDonough, so, you know something about him? I don't know if you know it or not. But he won he, the uh, he's, he's pretty good at wrestling. He can put up bonus points. If it was uh, allowed, this could be a landmine just to get the extra three. But, you know, you guys tried, tried to steal the duel. And let's be serious. Spencer Lee – with the um, un, um, unrecognized bonus points against Alan Waters for yes. a major tech yes. fall victory. Unrecognized, oh, yeah. though. See, now, this, this, is, this, is this is where, is where I think that – Jinx. No. So, Sam, when we started this thing, I, my original thought was bonus points are okay as long as all the people that pick – are unanimous. So, like, if we all pick Spencer Lee, we all agree on a major, then it would go. I think that would be good. Sam shut me down, and I'm pretty sure he was looking forward and trying to beat the Come Hawkeyes on, at some point. 
um, no. or you know keep matches close at Penn State. I think it's. I told you I'm, I'm voting for the Hawkeyes to win this duel. I thought it would make it way more interesting though if this happened. Did you is Sam a is Sam a Penn State homer? No. I'm the opposite of it. <laughs> no. Well, opposite. I didn't know you. I th- I thought you were unbiased, but. <laughs> so what's your team? Did you just say you you're team. voting for them, but you started the duel off by by pinning an Iowa yes. guy? Yes. Yes. It's got to be interesting. Got to be entertaining. I'm telling you, I'm voting for the Hawkeyes to win right now. If I keep voting this oh, way. Oh, right now. Okay, you are not following. Yeah, I can't believe, <laughs> right I mean, Daniel Lewis pinning the national champ. He's done it before, I guess. That's that's not as crazy as you throwing out Max Ashburn's going to pin Sammy Brooks. But, hey, all these and could I happen. I Sammy Brooks has been pinned before. I, Jay Borschel hasn't, but Daniel Lewis is also a pinner, so – you know, I, mean, I think I think it's justified. I think Daniel Lewis, the pin is justified, we, and it makes the way way more so interesting. We just got and we didn't even have a discussion, and there's five checks for Spencer Lee, so that's uh that's a I'm wrap. Not, if yeah. anybody ever tells me something else, I'm gonna kick him out of this meeting. So. Alan Waters left-handed headlock. <laughs> yeah, okay. Have you seen have, have you seen that match where he like pushes and then just pulls and then just rips a mean headlock? Oh, that's a good one. I, don't know. I just remember him and Gilman uh, wrestling that match. That was the, the uh, like, I don't even know what you call it. Gilman, like, powerbombed him or whatever you want to call it. Um, that, was, that was fun to watch. Exciting. Gilman's another one who didn't make this lineup. Hey, he, he took one on me my, my senior year. Alan Waters did. He yeah. took one on me my senior year. I don't believe he All-American that year. Um, but he 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 may have. I actually he all American that year, and then he redshirted. Um, but he, Waters is one of the guys I wish committed more to like the freestyle scene. But I would I would have loved to wrestle Alan Waters uh, another time in my career, but unfortunately it was not at my my best. So he's a he's a formidable opponent, but uh, Spencer Lee absolutely yeah rips this one apart. Yeah, six yeah. six zero. Or well, six fifteen, excuse me. It's just so crazy. I mean, it's just another level. I mean, we can we keep beating the you know dead horse, but like, I mean, when you talk about all decade teams, I think it's kind of fair to be like, all right, well, we're not going to do too many bonus points if at all because these guys are all really good in their own right. Um, I think Spencer Lee is one of the only guys in this whole tournament that you could be like, yeah, he's going to bonus his way through this tournament. You know. Well, the so. reason I said no bonus. <clears throat> was for the early rounds when we have a short number of people and we're using Twitter polls, it's really hard to get votes from people on Twitter. But I agree. For the, for the semifinals, we're doing bonus semifinals and on. Listen, uh, Brent Metcraft, Drake, how to show, I'm telling you right now, everyone says they'd like to see it, but I watched Brent Metcalf firsthand. Could be a bonus point win. Very Sam, what if he did something for the Twitter polls, like if it was over a certain percentage for one guy, that's bonus. We, we don't need bonus points in the Twitter poll. We just need to know who they think will win. We decide the bonus points. We could, we could figure that out. We could um, figure it out. But let's go ahead and jump down. Uh, you know, Spencer all day, uh, 133, Corey Clark um, slash Tony Ramos um, versus John, is it Ernesti? Yeah, Ernesti. All right. Ernesti or Ornesti, whichever you prefer because we don't know. I'm going to call him John. So, okay. dude, tell me about John. Three-time NCAA qualifier, one-time All-American. He Funky guy. Funky guy. He bonused the crap out of, of uh, RBY um, when they wrestled in the Concy. What's the, what's the round? 
after the blood room. Concy of eight? Concy of eight, yeah. Six? Well, four? The next round. The next one. What's the name for it? Concy semis, maybe? No, oh, it was be- it's the round before. The, it's the semis. After the blood round? Yeah. Concy quarter. quarters. Concy quarters. quarters. Right. Ernest, he's a beast on top. Um, you know, All-American at 133 pounds. That year when 133 was wild um, with so many guys. Who, like, you guys remember – you remember who he beat to, or in the round of 12 that year? Not uh-uh. Anybody? Anybody? I do not. Here, one second. No. I'll look it up. Tariq. No, don't look it up. He beat, he beat Tariq. Tariq. Beat Tariq in the, the round of 12. That's got to be the craziest <sighs> round that of 12. Because then RBY beat Mickey Philippi, who had a win over, like, Dayton Fix. And y'all, y'all look it up and verify that I'm right, but I'm, like, 98% sure. I believe you. That's a good, yeah. that's a good win. Yeah. That was a – yeah, definitely. But if one. you guys uh, don't know, Corey Clark – Probably one of the most underrated NCAA tournaments his senior year uh, mm-hmm. of the bracket he went through. I with mean, the outrageous. messed up shoulder too. Who was his first his first round matchup was with an All American, uh, Earl Hall. He beat Earl Hall. He beat <sighs> Nathan Tomasillo. He beat Michich. He beat Seth Gross. That's four of the five wins Man. he won over guys who are either on Olympic teams. Uh, our All-Americans, our NCAA champions. That's a pretty solid tournament. And the best part is he just – he was running on a, on a torn shoulder and just absolutely savvied, Matt savvied his way through every match. Won every match. Weren't pretty beautiful matches, but he just toughed them out, every one. And then he lat dropped Terry Brands. I was going to say, the he, most underrated win was the lat drop of Terry Brands. He got his biggest points of the whole tournament after the tournament ended. And <laughs> beat to back. That was awesome. I, I Still one of the best celebrations to this That's day. up there oh. with one of the loudest times the NCAA tournament's ever, ever had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you got Corey Clark, who's a three-time finalist, four-time All-American, Big Ten champion. Um, one time I believe. Wasn't and, that that a great match with uh with NATO? Yes, that yeah, is it came worse. down to the last second. I remember that, and he got the escape from a sit back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember that match, and also of note, <clears throat> grew up and wrestled for Seabolt Wrestling Academy. Mm. So that's one Very of their first guys to to come through and. And uh, a little little known statistic or, or fact or whatever, um, there's only one man er, that is the reason that Thomas Gilman is not a four-time uh, NCAA uh, All-American or didn't have the really chance. Uh, Corey Clark beat him out in the lineup their freshman year. Yep, yep. So, with all that, um, it, it's a pretty clear decision as Corey Clark. Corey Clark, all that. You know, in Corey, my Corey, opinion, Corey. this is either Corey Clark by Big or John Ernesty by Pin, because Ernesty's just so crazy. That ain't happening. But, but you already used your pin. So. When's I would, the I last time it. you saw Corey Clark get pinned? I wouldn't do it. I in wouldn't do it. But I'm just saying, if if anybody would vote for Ernesty, it could only be a pin. So we're we're well. There's no more of those landmines left. No. No. Nope. And I'm not saying there should be i'm just i saying, believe if somebody Corey clark, to vote. shout out to uh 
to one of my old coaches, Pablo Bassa. I believe Corey Clark wrestled uh, for Pablo Bassa as well, along with uh, Derek St. John and Jay Borschel and myself. Wow. So there's a few guys on this list that are coached by, by him. Um, he's had a pretty good track record with, with Iowa guys in the past himself. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, 141, um, we've got Montel Marion versus Jaden Ironman. I think that this, if you ask me, is probably the, the highlight match of the duel. Um, I think it'd definitely be the, the one that would be the most yeah. fun to watch, if you ask me. Um, and in my opinion, I think Montel Marion might, might be one of the top guys that ever won a title. Um, I agree. So, you know, Jaden Ironman, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and start off Jude Tell us about Jaden Ironman, who is now actually a Hawkeye. Years, right? He's a Hawkeye. How funny is that? He is a Hawkeye. Yeah. So if you vote for if you vote for Ironman, you're voting for Iowa. <laughs> so would Iron he be voting for Missouri? Look at the board. Yeah. So right. Would he be more up, Would he be this, more upset if you vote against him in this match, or if you vote for Iowa to win this match? He'd he'd be I, more upset. I don't, if know, you voted I don't for, know him, so I can't say, but. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Iowa all day. Nice. All right. Well, so Jaden Ironman, three-time All-American. Uh, as you said, a, you said two-time, right? He's a three-timer. Three-time All-American. Three-time All-American. Really? Yeah, one more. Yeah, he had two years. He was th- third. So he's he was one fifth, year with fourth, Iowa. and then third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going. Oh he God. took an Olympic red shirt this year, um, and now next year is going to. But he, he's, he's had a whole, he's had a whole year just, in the. In, in the Haw- Hawkeye room, so I mean, just think yeah. of that jumps he could have made. And the yep. Bluebird Diner, man, you eat it that for Ooh. a year. I mean, that is some good food. Pretty good. Power. Cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon roll French toast is the way I go. <laughs> they all eat at this place called the Dandelion now, I think. I yeah, that's, I a, that's, that's also a good place. I haven't been there yet, but it, I have heard it's really good. So I think he's one of the favorites to win the title next year. For sure, three-time All-American, uh, you know, possibly a four-time All-American, and is now a Hawkeye. Um, Mon- uh, so, Matt, tell us about can, Montel. Can Marin. I just say real quick before we move on to Montel? I do not like how Jaden Ironman took an Olympic red shirt and did not compete at barely any, any yeah competition. <laughs> he wrestled that Senior Open, and then what? He lost to Nick Lee like the first round or second round or whatever. Like if you're gonna take an Olympic all the shirt, try to make the Olympic team. And I get it got canceled and everything, but uh, he I just knew like it was gonna get canceled, so he didn't bit. feel he had. Oh them. man, <laughs> hey, that, that's his Olympic red shirt. He can use it however the heck he wants. Man. Yes, I'm just, I, I know he terrible. he can. I'm just saying. Don't, I don't talk really bad like about my Hawkeyes. Wait, I have a question. I wonder if Ironman took the Olympic red shirt. Because he knew he was moving to Iowa, and it was probably a well, easier that was transition part for him. Of it. He knew he was. Tra- well, he was knew he was training. And yeah, it, it was probably an easier. All right, all right. Let's stay on task here. Let's stay on task. Yeah. Sorry, Montel Marion was one of the more underrated Hawkeyes. Um, not winning a title, obviously, when you're in a room like Iowa, puts you, makes you a little less remembered. But if people don't remember. As a sophomore in the lineup, he got second <sighs> to a freshman, Kyle Dake. Uh, he then got, I believe, fourth place um, at the next year's tournament. And then as a senior, lost uh, a very tough match to Kellen Russell in the finals. Is that correct? Yep. yep. Yes. Kellen Russell in the finals. Um, so he, 
he was a, an animal um, for a Hawkeye and notoriously was a hard hand fighter and did not get tired. Um, won a lot of matches just on pure toughness and grit um, and, and stamina. He, uh, he was a very talented and uh, tough Hawkeye. And in this matchup, I, this was probably the one that took me the most thinking um, when I'm, you know, to looking at both sides completely objective, trying not to be um, a homer Hawkeye or biased, probably the one that's the most back and forth of how it could go. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on fundamental skills, I'm giving this one to Montel Marion by decision. I think it's a very close, um, tough matchup, but I think just based on solid hand fighting and uh, scoring on, on good opportunities, I would take Montel Marion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, and I think one of the like stats that kind of stuck out to me was like you said, he was a two-time finalist and, you know, in those, those matches um, he was in both of them, good matches, but the, the two guys that he faced in the finals have a combined six NCAA titles. <laughs> oh. So, I mean, you know, we've talked about it on the show several times. I think, you know, my next project, next thing we're going to do on, on HMAF is going to be uh, a, I'm going to put together a, a best to never win it bracket. Um, and Montel Marion is dude right up in there. Definitely I mean, up there. Fun definitely fact, up the top. myself, Montel Marion and Dan Dennis were all, uh, 133 pounders, uh, my red shirt freshman year, my, my first year at Iowa. So you oh. went from three guys at the same weight to three guys at three weights and we all made the finals the next finals, year. Yeah. Uh, so I got to ask. All right. So that was got, that had to be a, a crazy practice room. Cause what are you thinking? Oh, yeah. Ramos, Marion, uh, Ramos, Ramos wasn't there that year. That was the okay. next year. But you had myself, uh, Montel Marion, Joe Slayton, Daniel Dennis, uh, Metcalf. Charlie Falk, Brett Metcalf, all in, uh, 2000, 2008, 2009. Um, that was all in that room. Uh, myself and Montel Marion were redshirting. Charlie Falk was senior. Alex Sertzis, very uh, underrated. Obviously, his track record at the NCAAs is not as good as it could have been, but I can tell you from being that guy's practice partner my freshman year. He was very good. Incredible. Um, incredible wrestler. So you guys are all – Not a bad room. Yeah. Well, you guys are all like, a, you know, a little bit different weights, obviously. Um, but that's a bunch of hammers in, in, in the room. You got to think like, got to know, obviously you guys are, are wrestling, you know, live and, and going with each other. Who, who gets the best in that group of everybody? Well, I, I certainly wasn't insane. the one getting the best. Everyone. I won't, <laughs> I won't be over here trying to puff out my chest. I took a lot of lumps. It made me, it made me what I was on the mat in the, um, in Carver Hawkeye arena. But, uh, they, it was one of those things where, uh, you never knew every day. I mean, anybody could beat up anybody any given day, and you're talking about knockdown, drag out, back alley, you know, battles. That's I think that's what helped make us all tougher. Is it wasn't like you had an off day. It wasn't like you had some some light day. No matter what, you were going with someone who was coming for you. Matt, how did you adjust to being? 
you know, a real good high school wrestler to coming into the Iowa room, which is full of studs around your weight class. How, what, what was that transition period like for you? Um, you know, it's, it's hard from the aspect that you're wrestling way higher level opponents, but I was very lucky in high school. I, um, I was never the, I didn't start out as the guy who won every tournament he ever went to. I didn't beat every guy in the practice room. I was always the guy who kind of showed up for competition, so to speak, um, which now you, who, who knows what that means, but right. I was fortunate to wrestle with a lot of guys from Iowa city West um, trained with them who they all were nationally recognized and had very good careers. And I was used to taking beatings in a practice room. Um, not saying that it was the, you know, everyday thing, but it was not something where I was used to just getting my way with everyone. So I came into the Iowa room kind of expecting like, all right, you're going to, you're going to take some butt lickings, but all you got to do is just keep showing up every day and trying to, trying to get better. Matt, did Um, you ever want to quit? No. I mean, there's times where you're, pride's hurt or your mm-hmm. uh motive not even motivation but just you know your um your excitement is a little bit down because you had a really tough go at it but and you go in again and you live for it you go in again and live to have the opportunity to beat someone that is coming before you i mean just just to have a chance to go wrestle dan dennis or charlie falk or alex search so those guys were were seniors when i was freshman and thinking like all my goal is just to figure out how I'm going to beat them. And that's how you spend a whole redshirt year. Once you have one day where you even can like tell yourself, Hey, I I know I can beat them, whether you beat them in the practice or not. Cause what does that even mean? Right. Then now all of a sudden your, your perspective has changed and your motivation and your um, confidence is starting to change. And then you're like, if I can, if I can hang with these guys, I can go beat anybody in the country. Uh, and that's, you know, get a chance and you run with it. Mm. I think one of the really cool things just popped in my head while you're talking, thinking about it, is, you know, like at that time where you're talking about all those guys are in the room, that's back, you know, Iowa was winning all the titles, right? And so Iowa was the, the today's Penn State. Um, and I think looking at those two programs, how different the room is, and I think it's incredible, like the sport is so cool that you can have – you can have so much success in so many different ways. You know, you're talking about like Iowa in the room, your, your words you're using are like, you know, back alley brawls and like all that, just like going at it, like fighting. Um, and then whereas you got the Penn state, everybody kind of has hears that it's the room is like, you know, play wrestling and kind of like fun and dodgeball. And like, not like, you know, Iowa wasn't, you know, didn't have fun times or you weren't having fun, but it's complete. Like, polar opposite sounding you know right and like like penn state i've heard that they they won't have practices longer than like 45 minutes at the most um and i think a lot of it's the narrative because look right. at a perfect example is jason Knopf or zane rutherford or bo nickel or david taylor when those guys get on the mat it's not like they're just having fun i mean yeah it's all about the way you describe it because the way jason Knopf's having fun and the way brent metcalf's having fun or even shoot Compare Brett Metcalf to Zane Rutherford. Same weight same. class, just different different timelines. It's the same thing. They are yeah, trying to demoralize way. their opponent. Yeah. Trying to make their opponent never think they can ever win again. Um, and that's what you learned in the room. So it's really just the way they describe it. 
But I can tell you one thing, it's probably the same in both rooms in that when you wrestle with guys of that caliber and you gain confidence in your own abilities by scoring points on – I mean, think about Vincenzo Joseph and Jason Nolf wrestling. Vincenzo Joseph throws him on his back. I mean, how much confidence do you have? You just threw Jason Nolf on his back. He's older right. than you. Won a national title or, or you know, um, been right there. So that's in immediate vindication that, well – now I know I, I can beat anybody in the country. So it was just that way in the Iowa room. You wrestled guys that were tough enough that you beat them, and then you get into the Carver-Hawkeye in a big duel, and you're still highly nervous for the matchup, but you're not nervous in your ability to beat that opponent. You're, you're nervous because you want to perform at your highest level. You're not wondering whether you're good enough or not. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so you voted for Marion. Um, yeah, I got Marion too, man. Got Marion. I'm really excited to see Jaden Ironman as a Hawkeye. Um, I think he's got, you know, he's definitely one of the guys that always has a puncher's chance, no matter what, what match you put him in. Um, but it, I, yeah, Montel yeah. Marion, man. Sky's the limit. I mean, he's in a room with some amazing coaches. Um, I know firsthand. So who knows? It's going to be very fun to see how he, um, comes out next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Montel as well. <clears throat> I don't think, and you guys, you guys knew I was going with Montel. I said I'm not picking another guy. I just don't see room for for Missouri to win another match. But um, Montel's got to be the guy. And two time NCAA finals against two of the best college wrestlers in history, Colin Russell and Kyle Dake. And uh, while Jaden Ironman does have some good stats, he's the only guy to beat Yanni Tiakamahalas in his college career so far. Um, I just don't think he matches up. He is a crazy wrestler, and like I said with John Ernesti, if you're going to pick Jaden Ironman, I don't think it's the same, but it, he's going to win in a really, really funky way. I, yeah, I just I, – I think that for Jaden <clears throat> – I think I'll pick Montel, but I will say for Jaden's case, he has a lot of different avenues to score and to, to put himself in positions where he's good, and you can't always prepare for what he's going to do. Um, so I, I think that there, you know, there's a, there's a way that he could win, but I'm, I won't pick it. So I'll take Montel in this match. Give me the former Hawk over the current Hawk, Montel Marion. All right. Dyson. <laughs> okay. And with that, we go to 149 pounds. Hey, start us off with talking about Brent Metcalf. Uh, Brent Metcalf in, in, Three years as a Hawkeye because he didn't have that freshman year. I think people forget that. Yep. He was a three-time finalist, a two-time champ, a Hodge Trophy winner, um, and also is on the all-time leaderboard for both winning percentage. Um, I believe he's second all-time in winning percentage as a Hawkeye. And I believe he's in, I want to say, third place for uh, pins in a season, which – Ironically enough, was the year he did not win an NCAA title, but that man was a pinning machine and was very brutal in the folk-style wrestling arena. I'm so stoked to see the flow film. Yeah, it's going to be too. awesome. Um, I'm excited, yeah. too. It's gonna I, was, I never realized how good Brent Metcalf was until I started looking him up and researching last night. Like Three years, three national finals, and he won that crazy loaded 2008 bracket. Taking out Lance Palmer, Jordan Burroughs, and Bubba Jenkins. I mean, 
He was so good. And, like, you ask one of the best wrestlers in American history, Jordan Burroughs, who's the toughest guy you've wrestled? The guy he immediately goes to is Brent Metcalf. Like, oh, man. That is so insane. Brent Metcalf was not only an incredible wrestler, but also he was so tough to wrestle and so mean and dirty and such a high pace and everything like that. Nobody wants to wrestle him. Right, you and, saw that clip on, on Flo of uh, – of him just giving the sauce to uh, shoot Jordan yeah. Oliver, yeah, yeah when he just, just like him over. just ran him over. Now that's great. fun, right there. You're talking that about like, <laughs> sorry guys having fun in the room. That's Iowa fun. I'm saying. That's it's all fun. about the the way. It's all about the way you yeah get it across because I you show that clip to everyone at Penn State that's come through and they're gonna be like, yeah, that's awesome. So, you're right. What do you describe as fun? Yeah, that is. You're right. You're you hit the nail on the head, Sam. That is fun, right there. Mm. It doesn't get more fun than that. Yeah, and I, I it, it's Metcalf. Easy, easy for me here. Um, not Jaden Cox. Yeah. It's not. J- well, Jaden Cox said he that was the only match that he did not put a vote in for. Yeah, um, like I said, he, he knows Drake. And- also, you know, uh, Brayton Lee, how it was really hard to vote against him, even though, I mean, Lance Palmer was incredible. It's because he's such a nice guy, and you talk to him and stuff like that. I, I think I, Drake Hudeschelt's the same way. I, I, can't, I don't know what to tell you about it last night, Sam. Uh, you know, Brayton lefty headlocked Lance Palmer last night. It happened. So. You know what I'm talking about, though. You know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> it's the same way with Jaden and Drake, I'm sure. Let's hear Drake's. I don't even know. Let's hear Drake's. uh, All right. 2015 national champion, three-time All-American. He took fifth and sixth in 2014 and 2013, and he's a four-time qualifier. Uh, Big 12 champion, uh, MAC champion, one of the uh, heralded uh, Missouri Tigers. I don't think people remember, too. uh, um, I think it might have been his junior year. Um, he was the favorite to win NCAAs one year and didn't. Um, so, you know, he won an NCAA title and he had another year where he could have. Um, so, you know, well, mm. things go a little bit differently. and We could have been talking about a two-time versus a two-timer. Dude, you've said uh, heralded about the guys a couple times. Is that just what they like to use in the bio or is that a word you like to use? That's a word you saw before we got on this morning. I was I was doing a little – I was practicing my English. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to work on our, uh, our vocabulary skills here. Dude, we just – all we got to do is uh, we just got to use more words and uh, and expand our uh, our horizons. So. All right. Is anyone taking Drake out of shelter here? If it was uh, possible, I would take Brent Metcalf by bonus. And I know Drake is a NCAA champ, but if you don't remember, Brent Metcalf has bonus point several NCAA champs before. So that's not out of the realm of possibility either. It's not it's, that Hudeschelt is a, a, a bad wrestler by any means, but it's just Brent Metcalf is, might be on a whole different level here. So. Did you wrestle with Metcalf? Like I wrestled with him a few times. Obviously, I was considerably smaller, but I've yeah. I've wrestled with him several times. I can tell you well, that is uh, not lefty high C. I every time, still I still mad about that. I could never usually uh, stop that lefty high C because I when I wrestled him, he was post grad. Um, when I would wrestle with him, and man, every time he hit me in that post left high single, and uh, 
I still, I still am mad that I didn't stop it or like figure out how to never let him get it. It was a very good shot to say the now, least. Now, Jude, you were talking about the, the Penn State guys having fun. That right there is not fun. <laughs> well, dude, speaking of not fun, um, Brock Zacherl was telling me about uh, this time he wrestled Metcalf at the, uh, the Olympic Training Center. And um, maybe, you know what, maybe we'll get him back on someday and let him tell his story because he can tell it way better than I can. But punches were almost thrown. So uh, we'll, we'll just tease that. Um, another day in the wrestling room. Just another day. All right, let's go to 157 pounds. Okay. And, um, I'm feeling a little bit better about this duel week. now. Yep. Well, hold on. We got. I got to uh, update the score. Well, I'm, I'm we got five wins, so that'd be that'd be fifteen. It's yeah. Already fifteen. It's all tied up. Can Joey Lavalley and Connor Flynn <laughs> take it from? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's, Jesus, Joey you can't do it by yourself. You need a couple more people. You better invite some uh, more Penn State homers on. Tell us all about right. Joey Lavalley. He's a four-time NC. Or uh, yeah, four-time NCAA qualifier. One year. He had a Cinderella run, made the finals, and lost to uh, – uh, I don't remember who he lost to. Shoot. Jason. Um, Jason. Jason. I'm th- yeah, no, I was thinking about um, – I got confused because I was thinking okay. about Le'Veon Mays, who also had lost a – Rutherford. Who lost to Rutherford. So I got a little confused there. Both Missouri guys. Um, LaValle had a – Penn State guy. All right. LaValle had a really – um, good career. Unfortunately, he was not able to duplicate his his national finals performance, um, you know, across his other years. But definitely a solid tiger here. And Matt McDonough, tell us about Derek St. John, please. Derek St. John, longtime uh, teammate of mine. Um, wrestled with him a lot through all the way from youth wrestling all the way up through college. He's a four-time All-American a two-time finalist and a national champion. He got fourth, second, first, and fifth, I believe. Um, I, I'm i not sure if he won a Big Ten title ever, um, but he is the definition of a tough, hard-nosed, if there's a way to win, he's going to find it kind of guy. Not every match was pretty, but this was a guy that I watched time and time again win on just sheer grit and tenacity of I'm not, I'm not going to let this person beat me. Um, I don't know if he was the last person to beat him, but he owned a pretty good track record against uh, Alex Derringer, um, which is obviously no slouch. Um, and uh, he also – lost to Kyle Dake, one of the other Kyle Dake finals victories. So in his um, first year in the finals, he lost to Kyle Dake. He's uh, – talk about a, just a hard-nosed Iowa kid. That's Derek St. John's one of those guys. I am going to give this to Derek St. John by decision. And, again, just a sheer toughness victory right here. I agree with you on that. I'm going to take Derek St. John in this match. Yep, I, I definitely agree as well. Um, I think uh, just to talk about LaValle for a second real quick, I, I remember uh, it was at NCAAs. I believe it was the, the year he made it to the finals. Um, Sal Mastriani in the, the second round. Uh, Pins and I don't know if you remember uh, there – there was a 
a crazy like roll through move that Lavalley hit and he pinned him. Um, like right at the end. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was an awesome. I don't even know what it was. I mean, it was like I think it was off a of Mastriani shot, and he like dove through and rolled and ended up, you know, catching him on his back. I can't. I don't even know Not what so. words to put with it. But it was it was pretty awesome. That was a cool highlight for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Dyson, you got Lavalley. Mm-hmm. Ah, I think I'm gonna have to take Saint John on this one. Oh man, yeah. that's a tough choice. <laughs> And yeah, he, he was a Big Ten champ. He beat uh, Jason Welch 4-3 in the finals in 2012. Nice digging, Tyson. All right. All right. Well, with that, we bring it to the final matchup of the night. Missouri down by three. If they can pull the upset here, they'll I think they'll win, right? Because uh, it'll go to criteria. <laughs> yep. But we have Connor Flynn. Versus Alex Marinelli. Probably their weakest link, not to be mean, but. Three-time NCAA qualifier, Connor Flynn. Um, he was a MAC champion, real tough guy. Um, but I, I cannot say anything else about this man. But, man, tell us about Alex Marinelli, please, Matt McDonough. Alex Marinelli. He is a three-time All-American now. Seventh place or sixth place finish, seventh place finish, a Big Ten champion two times, which again is nothing to uh, to pass up for stats. Um, notoriously hard nosed um, power wrestler for the Iowa Hawkeyes um, has been wrestling with that that brace for um, all three seasons and managed to. Uh, continually put people on their butts with his powerful offense um, has become much more of a pinner the last uh, season. And I see this one as a Alex Marinelli major decision at least maybe a pin if he can keep the pace up and wear Connor Flynn out enough, but we'll give him the, the nice green check mark. I agree. Um, yep, the bull all day. He's the uh, he's the only guy that seems to have Vincenzo Joseph's number. Yeah, um, that is true. What's their record three against Three to each one. Other? Three to one. Three one. Whoa. Yep. Wow. Look at Dyson. Dyson, do it again. They're never going <laughs> to get a wrestle again in folk style. That's that's sad. That that's sad to think about. I would have very much liked to see the. You can't even call it the rubber match, but at least the rubber match for the season. Their right. freestyle, their freestyle match is gonna be fire as well, though. I think what's interesting about the matchup is, at least for me, like, um, you know, I, so I'm a Penn State fan, but, oh, really? dude, uh, like, it's just so it's just wild. You don't know what's gonna happen. Like, they're always in these just like cl- basically like old school clinches, right? Um, but for like most of the match, and like falling over, and then like. Oh man, it's just such a, it's a, such an exciting match to watch. It's definitely like a Clash of the Titans type matchup. Yes, Sam, you know, I didn't even you know there's going to be some some moments where your heart stops beating and you hold your breath to wait to see what happens next. Oh, yes. Man, that duel this year was like, wow, dude. Can you so tell me who won that duel? <laughs> Iowa won. Iowa was the better team this uh, year. Thank you. I forgot. Guys, what do you want me to say? Over here, I love this. This is great. Yeah. Sam, why's my, why's my, way back? What? Why's my <laughs> Why's my vote up there? I didn't vote yet. 
Okay, come on. <laughs> you're, you're, you're kicked off if you say Connor Flynn's name. Uh, he just wants everyone to hear what he's going to say. For yeah, us. I need to Go give for my it. man, Alex Marinelli, a nice little. So I will be taking Alex Marinelli to clinch this duel for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Shout out to Alex Marinelli for this nice hat. and uh, Awesome hat. Yeah, uh, You mess with the bull, you get the horns. What can I say? Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Great duel. I think the real match to talk about is would Mariah Marinelli pin Alex Marinelli? Because oh, she seems yeah. pretty fierce over there on the side. I think that she might kick his butt. So, Guys, so uh, Dice and I are doing the, the Young Guns virtual thing. And uh, Wednesday we had Jason Ulf and Eric Guerrero teach some technique. Yes. And Jason Ulf in his house taught the technique on Maddie, his wife. And ah. it was like a um, – a club like club and then you wipe it off or um arm drag kind of thing and you circle away from it and uh he had maddie club him and she was like drilling him with the clubs oh man yes it was that hilarious. is great maddie is awesome she's come into the um shoot she's been there for a couple of like the rtc practices at nlwc and she always plays like dodgeball with us she's, re she's really awesome Awesome. Great stuff. Swing, baby. Let's go. All right. Yep. The Hawks take the duel 21 to 15. Should have been a lot more lopsided than that. Uh, but yeah. Sam and Jude are um, just incorrect with hey, picks man. sometimes. Hey, I think the, the only pick that I had that you guys argue with is Daniel Lewis. And you guys know full well that Daniel Lewis is so good with that cradle, and he could very He's well. not cradling. He's, he's not, not good enough. He's not That's cradling. That's what everybody he's said when he cradled. He may cradle some Valencia. people, but he's not cradling Jay Borschel. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> he's not rolling up Jay in a cradle. Man. I don't know. Also, I'm trying it's to really think, like, to watch reactions and stuff like that when you pick something like that, so. You like my reaction when Jude? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Max Askren pin. I mean, there was already oh, three – checks for him no but i was that gonna was, i was gonna call was the gonna i was gonna land mine sam, for sammy I would brooks love to know if dyson was just gonna straight across the board iowa because that's you want to talk about a true freaking oh dyson dyson no question you're, about you're picking borshaw right yeah you're picking sammy brooks I was gonna land mine. You're gonna land mine. So he was going all the way. <laughs> Not for Cox though. Did you pick me, Greg? No, I picked Greg. What? <laughs> I'm over here trying to, you know, think my way through it. And Matt actually, uh, Matt Pitt, Matt uh, left me alone and took Cox, and then I'm over here with Birak. Like, and uh, who knows what would have happened with uh, with with Max Askren? Dude, um, that actually that made me so mad because I was I was thinking I was see, like, where I, am I? That's I was like, where am I going to? I was like, That's where am I going to use this landmine? I was thinking. Well, if you guys bring me on again, I'm going to be more prepared to be savagely biased. Um, <laughs> so last night, Jacob texted me. You're coming on again for the. We get, you got to come on again for the summies. I last night, that, Jacob texted me. Who's going to be? Who am I? Who? Oh, obviously, I'm Hawkeyes, but who? Ohio, Ohio State. Ohio State. So Dude, they have a. Like, they have a salty lineup. lineup. Bring me and Steve on, so we can. Like, wow. Steve will get yes. after it, man. Bro, you bro. got Johnny DeJulius to go against. Oh. Beautiful. Let's let's go. Yes. Let's bring me and Logan Steber on, and we can go back and forth. Steber is so insanely competitive that he might, like, come through the Zoom then call. It makes, then it makes it easy for me to go 
10 10 Hawkeyes. Easy. No, no, I'm saying like it would be so much fun to watch you guys yeah. verbally do throw it. down <laughs> because he would be all about it. It's going to be a great duel. <laughs> so but back we're going to have jo- we're going to have Johnny DeJulius instead of uh instead of Steber again, so well, Johnny, I love Johnny too. I'll, Johnny's, I'll, Johnny's awesome. awesome. Johnny is my man. He's awesome. Last All right. night, Jacob texted me, and he was like, you should use your landmine with Spencer to get the pin over waters. And I was like, I might use it up at one of the upper weights. We'll see. You, and then you got to s- use it for, like, a weight that you feel like – like Max Askin, where everyone else was voting and then, for um, – And the then we were guy. starting at 74, and I was just like, the mullet. I could, I could talk so well about that. I was going to be like – and, uh, you know, uh, Max's brother's got some good hair, but, you know, I think the – I think the mullet's just going to overpower from here. I think uh, Sammy's going to have it nice, fluff, nicely fluffed and, fluffed feathered, and feathered. And I think, uh, I think Sammy Brooks' lad drops into his back for the pin. Oh my gosh. All I know is well, there's 15 too many points on that board. <laughs> uh, Abby for, for Iowa. Well, oh, well then why do you vote for Jamie Jamie Cox. Cox? Come on. He was being objective, guys. We, that's admirable, all right? Well, he, he will not be next time. Um, no. All right, no wrap this up, Sam Herring. Oh, so quick. All right, well, uh, Matt <laughs> McDonough, don't randomly go on another marathon. Stay safe. And uh, Hey, who knows? Maybe I'll go on a double marathon. Double. Why not? Dude, the question uh, is why, why not? You got you to tell a story of that one. Um, why, did, why did you do that? And, like, what I've always wanted to run a marathon. That? We're in the middle of it. Well, we're ending a quarantine now, but we're in the middle of a quarantine, and I, you know, I'm doing a little bit of running. I mean, like, ran six miles here, six miles there, not on any schedule, just when you're motivated to run because the rest of the time I'm in my basement on my wrestling mat or throwing around my, my weights in my basement. And I, I'm thinking, you know, what, what am I doing with this quarantine? I've always run into one a marathon. None of them are, you know, there's all the ones that are scheduled or canceled. Well, I'll just make up my own. And I, um, ironically enough, I have a buddy who's a, a police officer here in town. And he uh, he's kind of one of those guys where you can con him into doing about anything. And he's in good <laughs> shape. So I'm like, listen, we're running a marathon on Friday. It was like Monday. We're running a marathon on Friday. I'll, I'll do the route. I'll do the research. I'll get the nutrition. You just be there. And he's like, well, all right, I can at least run a half. I'll at least run a half with you. And I'm thinking in my brain, like, if I'm getting him to run, there is no way I'm going to let him skirt out of it halfway through. Like, I don't care if his, I don't care if his wife is, gets mad. I don't care. <laughs> so I get a, another a coach in town who's a high school coach, a friend, uh, roped into to riding a bike next to us with a backpack the whole time. So at least we have – you know, nutrition. And I just made up a route. I think it looped around my house. We, we came to past my house three different times. So we could use my house as a nutrition station and then like a mobile aid station. And we just started at 8am on Friday and ran until we hit 26.2. And that was that. And it wasn't, it wasn't about speed. It was just like, we're just having a good time chatting, trying to, run a marathon i mean four hours though four hour marathon not not terrible time i would have much like much rather done it in like 3 30 but for never having done it before and not having any like uh preparation official aid stations or help or training or tips other than good old google i feel pretty good about it so now you gotta now you gotta run like a organized one and when i when when things open up 
I will absolutely run an organized one, whether I train more for it or not, I will run an organized one and I will definitely break under four hours, well under um, four hours. But I, Hey, one of those things, you can check that off the list for having done and we'll have forever on my little board of to do's. That's awesome. Congratulations, yeah. Matt. Hey, that's pretty cool. I got a split. Speaking of running, I got to run. I got schoolwork to do. So um, that was a lot of fun. Matt, it was a pleasure to meet you finally. You're an awesome dude. And hopefully we'll talk again sometime. But I got to go. Bye-bye. See ya. There goes yep. Jude. All right. Guys. It, uh, definitely was a pleasure, man. Um, I think thank you very much for giving us your time and, and coming on. Um, I know I was a big fan watching you throughout your college career, and it's, it's really cool to be able to talk to you. Um, so thank you for coming on. We, we had a great time. Thank you guys for having me. This was awesome. A lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Go Hawks. And we'll awesome. get you on for the semis, and it'll, it'll be a battle. It'll be fun. Yep, right. setting up the semis. Penn State versus Wisconsin. Iowa versus Ohio State. Uh, it's going to be fun. See who wins. Okay, so now that Jude's gone, we've got to find a way to get Penn State to lose to Wisconsin. <laughs> I, we need, I think, way, clearly, Seth Gross can figure it out with the landmines he's thrown out Seth there. We've got to change that landmine rule just for that duel. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Don't make it a total. It'll be like a fantasy, some kind of fantasy. <laughs> Do that. Yeah, we got to keep it a little bit. But uh, it could happen. I won't I can't believe it, you guys threw out. I'll, I'll, help, I'll help Seth game plans. To try to try to beat the Hawks. And you I was honestly scared that when Sam said, I think it's over, I was like, oh, geez. And my heart I had, was, I was Guys, so... I don't know what was going on. My math was way off. but So I was thinking – there's 30 points to be scored in the duel. We, they already have 15. I was like, oh, shoot. But no, then that's I, two I realized there were, there were 42 points, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, no, I guess I'm still losing at 36. 36. 36 points. Jeez, where's your math then? You've been on your schoolwork lately or what? I have, I have. Yeah. All right. Hey, I know, I know the – the interviews and the podcasts and it's fun, but you better be, I mean, if you can't figure out it's 36 points and we gotta, we gotta do some severe math work here. Yeah. We gotta work on that. <laughs> no, well, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, we were going to do this one live, but streaming problems messed that up. So that's that all right. But uh, until next time guys. <laughs>